0: Hello, it's Friday, October 27th, and welcome to episode 268 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week, in the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm NSI Senior Fellow Morgan Vigna, and I'm joined here today by NSI Executive Director Jamil Jaffer and our special guest hosts, NSI Senior Fellows Andy Kaiser and Martha Miller. Munson and Jones are out today and left me in charge. So, today, we are discussing what happens when some of our nearest and dearest behave. And because I firmly believe in naming and shaming, I'm specifically talking about Qatar and Turkey in the context of the Israel-Hamas war. Much will be drawn from the October 7th attacks and the horrific acts committed by Hamas. How countries respond when faced with absolute barbarity should be a clarifying moment for the United States. Qatar and Turkey in particular have been singled out in the halls of Congress as highly problematic for their ability to play many sides in this war. And there are efforts underway to hold them accountable for their seeming complicity. Turkish President Erdogan, a frequent apologist for Hamas, has repeatedly met with the organization's leadership and refused to acknowledge the group as a terrorist organization. The day after Hamas launched its assault on Israel, Erdogan declared, it's our responsibility to stand with the oppressed. Since then, he has gone on to call Israeli self-defense operations devoid of any ethical foundation and claimed U.S. troops moving to the region would commit serious massacres in Gaza. This coming from a NATO ally. For its part, Qatar, a major non-NATO ally who hosts the United States' al Udeid Air Base, declared that it holds Israel solely responsible for Hamas's savagery. Qatar, of course, is also host to Hamas leadership and its political offices, and for years has funded the terrorist group. However, according to recent press reporting, the United States and Qatar will be revisiting the oil rich states' relationship with Hamas once the hostage crisis, which Qatar has played a role in mediating, has been dealt with. Martha, let's turn to you first. Should the United States be holding these countries accountable and what should be on the line here um this is a delicate situation because obviously we need uh both turkey and Qatar for uh you know they are allies and we need them to to help us with a number of different um, national security priorities but at the same time this is definitely not in line with um, our position nor the position of other um other allies and so i think you know with turkey in particular for example the Biden administration agreed to uh, the sale of F-16 fighter jets to them, but this still has to be approved by Congress. And I think the congressional members will be under pressure to potentially hold this if Erdogan doesn't change his tune on Israel. Yeah, Jamil, Martha makes a really good point here. How does how do you think Turkey's position in NATO sort of affects the alliance and uh, its prospects for for future integration into Europe? I mean, this is a this
1: is a larger problem with Turkey. We've had issues with Erdogan for years now. I mean, he's buying Russian surface air missiles. Uh, he's standing in the way of NATO uh, and Finland, and in particular uh, Sweden, becoming NATO members. This is a real problem. I mean, Turkey has not done well. They, they went after our allies, the Kurds, um, uh, many many times. Uh, even after the after the Kurds helped us win the war uh, against ISIS, um, you know, and it's. So it's a real problem, um, and at times they've done this with some complicity of the United States, right? President Trump signed off on Turkish attacks on the Kurds. Um, we, uh, the Biden administration, negotiated on this F-16 deal uh, with Turkey over getting Sweden into NATO. So we empower uh, these nations at times, in particular Turkey as a as a NATO ally, to do these things, um, even the, and let them get away with it. So that's really the problem. We've got to we've got to be tougher with our allies. We've got to be a better friend to our allies. We've got to be tougher to them. Um, And we got to be really tough to our adversaries. You know, look, we are not really taking the fight to adversary in this situation either. We know that Iranian uh, proxies are killing Americans. Uh, They've they've injured 24 Americans already uh, since the 10-7 attacks. um, And we're just now starting to take... Minor airstrikes against them in Syria. I mean, this is a real problem. We need to get a lot tougher, faster with adversaries um, and allies
0: alike. Yeah. So, Andy, um, do you think now, given that Israel is in the midst of a, a war with with Hamas, do you think now is an appropriate time for for the United States to be actually having these discussions about revisiting these relationships, particularly with with Qatar, which hosts you know U.S. troops on our air base there? I mean, we're, we're in the middle of a war here. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, sometimes you wonder with, with friends like these who needs enemies. Um, but the world is a complicated place, and you do have a very complicated uh, situation, of course, in the Middle East for thousands of years. The Qataris, you know, they, they do provide a forum to have negotiations. I do think that's probably um, important and in, in U.S. interest if they – If Hamas wasn't there, I'm not sure they need Lamborghinis and that kind of stuff, but if Hamas wasn't there, they probably would be in Iran, for example, much more difficult to uh, facilitate negotiations. So I do think we have to get through this war in front of us, um, which is you know incredibly important and compelling for the region. Uh, but after that, we do need to have these conversations. And, and as Jamil said, uh, Turkey's been a long time thorn in NATO's side, particularly with its relationship, not just with Russia, but with Iran. Um, and so unpacking the Qataris and the Turks relationships with the Iranians, Super important. But we have to get through uh, this current crisis, I think.
0: Sure. And so for for I mean, we've all worked on Capitol Hill. Right. And so I'm wondering, too, you know, what is the role for Congress here? Um, Clearly, there you know, there is a Turkey caucus. There are the, the Hask and SAS. They they really like al You know, our Air Force loves loves that place. Um, And so I think they would be reluctant to um, to sort of change any posture um, with respect to with respect to that um, installation. So I'm wondering here, you know, what what are Congress's options? What should they be looking at when when we take a look at these relationships?
1: Well, Morgan, I think I think Martha's right. Right. I mean, I think the Congress has an opportunity to hold up these essays of Turkey. Right. There's uh, there are a lot of opportunities that Congress has to monkey with the administration's decision making when it comes to you know friends and challenging friends uh like cutter and and the turks and so i think that's the right place for congress to get engaged at the end of the day they may not ultimately hold it all up but they can send a message right and they can they can they can telegraph that there are problems and concerns in the united states um you know the biden administration not not the toughest of teams when it comes to uh, you know push, scaring our adversaries and 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 supporting our allies and pushing our our our, our not so friendly allies around um so Congress helped them get tough and sort of you know steal their spy
0: all right well that's a wrap thank you to Alex Toki Claude Jennings and the NSI staff for their help in producing today's episode join us again on Monday October 30th also known as Halloween Eve, for a spooky, scary episode of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you smart, fast on the national security and foreign policy debates shaping America. Fault Lines is now on YouTube, so check out our channel for a video of today's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.